he was coming out and I was getting my purse. Like I have this humongous purse. And so I was going to throw that and maybe my pickleball bag, everything into the back seat. And I just turned around and started doing that. And I didn't even know the car was moving forward. And until I heard the crash. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody. Have you ever been totally embarrassed about something in your life? I mean, something that you've done, just an innocent mistake, you look down and you're wearing different shoes, or you look down and your shorts are inside out and you're wearing them. Yes, that's what I just did a few days ago. And fortunately, I walked into Kroger, and if you're not from the area, Kroger is a huge grocery store. So I walk in the Kroger's with my future husband. And by the way, neither of us noticed that my pants were on inside out. They were kind of like the cargo shorts that you get. They have a lot of pockets. And I do remember when I was at home, I went to put my phone in my back pocket and I thought, oh, I couldn't find a back pocket. But we were rushing around kind of in a hurry. And I'm like, what the hey? There, you know, I thought these shorts had pockets because they have like a gazillion pockets, right? Anyway, we're in Kroger and I look down, and I'm like, my pants really do look funny. These shorts look funny. Sure enough, they were inside out. We got a big laugh over that, but it had been one of those days. And I wonder if you've ever done something like that where you've maybe you've worn the wrong pair of shoes, like shoes that look really similar, or how about earrings? Have you done that? You look up and you're like, oh my gosh, one's one loopy earring and the other one, maybe you were trying to choose and you hadn't decided yet. And then you just rushed out the door. That's kind of what happened. My life has been C-R-A-Z-Y crazy lately. I just had one of my sons get married and he's my baby. He's my last one to actually get married. I'm in the process of moving, getting married myself soon, but I'm selling my house. So It has been, it's no wonder that my pants were on backwards, but I really had to offer myself a good bit of grace because, I mean, it's hilarious that I did that, but I was, I was also embarrassed. The Psalm that I'm going to read in a little bit, I'm trying to tie it into that because I know you like stories and that's a real life story about me. One that we just laughed at, but there's a part in the Psalm that talks about humbling yourself and how when you're, you know, when you put yourself lower and raise other people higher, that's such a good thing to do. And we can practice being humble. It's not easy when we make mistakes. I'll tell you something else I did recently, if you really want to know, is this future husband I have. Well, I ran into his garage door. Yes. Have you ever done that? I thought my car, this was right before that pickleball tournament. And by the way, you can hear all about the pickleball lessons learned, spiritual lessons that you can apply to your life about how to win, come with a winning attitude. And of course you may not play pickleball, but it's so applicable to other life stories. So yeah, I'm sitting in his driveway 
thinking that my car is in park and lo and behold, I turn around to, for some reason I was driving that morning. He was coming out and I was getting my purse. Like I have this humongous purse. And so I was going to throw that and maybe my pickleball bag, everything into the back seat. And I just turned around and started doing that. And I didn't even know the car was moving forward. And until I heard the crash and I'm like, Oh my dear sakes, lands alive. What has just happened? Of course he comes running out. He's such a dear heart. And he was so encouraging because he quickly put that in perspective. He's like, he was worried. He's like, what just happened? Fortunately, his car was on the other side of that door and we missed it by like maybe three inches. But you know how garage doors have panels going across. So all four panels were actually damaged. And the front of my car is also damaged. Those two things have been happening. Now, if I forget to pay a bill, then okay, we know that I really need a break. But because that's like the ultimate if I ever am late on a bill or something like that. And But as the Lord would have it, that happened. And on the one hand, it was so wonderful how he managed that. He just was such a trooper about it. And he's, I, I said, I, I was just so sorry. Of course, I, I'm sure I cried at some point or another. And he just said, Victoria, it's a door. It's something, it's just a material item. It's not like you meant to do it. He said, now, if you pulled into the driveway and, went, and just ran into the door, that would be so different, but you didn't. It was just an accident. So anyway, it was a wonderful way to process that, all things considered, despite the, you know, it's like, you know what a garage door costs nowadays? It's not cheap. Then wearing my pants inside out. Oh my goodness. So this Psalm talks about, the mercy that we need. And I certainly needed mercy in that case where I ran into his garage door. It talks about the, the kind of like the poor and needy needing help and us being merciful to them and being humbled. We ourselves need to be humbled and merciful. And then it also talks about when we're you know, if we want grace, we want justice, we want mercy, we kind of have to give it. And it also speaks to the idea of gossip. I actually did an episode not too long ago about gossip, particularly about gossip. And this time um, I kind of had to come away with the spin on this psalm because David is really venting to the Lord about his enemies. And we can relate to some extent, even though we may not have people hunting us down and we're not running from someone, although scholars think that this particular Psalm, and by the way, it's Psalm 41, and it was penned during the latter part of David's life as he was an older man. He must be reflecting back on things, but I am going to read it first and then we'll unpack it just a teeny bit. This isn't a super long episode, but I do have a few questions. Like if you like Bible trivia, hang on because I've got a few questions. I'm going to see if you can figure out who said these particular verses. So let's go ahead and jump into this Psalm 41. Psalm 41, the NIV version. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desire of their foes. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. I said, have mercy on me, Lord. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. 
My enemies say of me in malice, when will he die and his name perish? When one of them comes to see me, he speaks falsely while his heart gathers slander. Then he goes out and spreads it around. All my enemies whisper together against me. They imagine the worst for me, saying, A vile disease has afflicted him. He will never get up from the place where he lies. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. But may you have mercy on me, Lord. Raise me up that I may repay them. I know that you are pleased with me, for my enemy does not triumph over me. Because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. And this is the word of the Lord. Well, if you're looking for mercy, I suggest that you too do these three things. Number one, take your position. Just like I was rather humbled when I realized my pants were backwards, inside out, your very low place to be is humble. If you want mercy extended to you as it already has been, I just have to think of Jesus, right? You must be willing to extend it to others. Have regard for the weak and the poor among you. That's where the blessing is found. If you need mercy and you feel like, oh, this is still too much for me to bear. You have gripes against someone. Are you tempted to gossip against them? Well, instead, do what David did. Gossip to God. Talk about everything folks are saying about you, anything you know of anyway, any falsity, slander, malicious utterances, or just general gossip or whispering about you. Are they saying things? Are you imagining that people are saying things about you? Maybe you do. Maybe you are. Maybe you feel forsaken, even by your best friend. Tell God about it. He's the best gossip listener. He's got shoulders and ears that can handle it. In other words, you can vent and have the satisfaction of having that release and that relief that comes to you when you just share in community with with God, the lover of your soul. You can have that almost instant relief and you can find comfort just like David did. I mean, there he is. Some people say, you know, he's older and maybe he's lying on his deathbed and are close to it and people are talking about him and he's weak and needy and and they're saying all kinds of things about him but he's he's given all that over to the Lord and that's what you can do also vent to the Lord and release some of that cortisol that's racing through your system and then after you do that after you express to God your feelings reflect on on how he responds to you when you do that. He responds with love and kindness. He listens to your complaints, but he responds with love and kindness and he brings you comfort. He he realizes according to you, you've been wronged. And he's telling you though, don't repay that. Instead, be merciful and kind to other people. Humble yourselves. God loves it when we're humbled. And not necessarily like, you know, embarrassed when you're walking around a big food store and your pants are backwards. But I mean, I'm not saying he delights in something like that, but it's the, it's that soul positioning that we can take 
to feel hum- humble, to be humbled and to let that be okay. What is the opposite of humility anyway? It's pride. And we don't want to be so proud that we can't make mistakes, so proud that we can't have a off day and run into somebody's garage. We, we, we're not perfect. So we've got to have allowances for that. God offers us that. And we can offer it to ourselves and we can offer it to others. So number one, take your humble position. Number two, gossip to God. And number three, admit your own faults. Maybe you've even sinned against God. In Psalm 41, verse 4, David writes this. He says, have mercy on me, Lord. Heal me, for I've sinned against you. I always thought that was curious how, do you remember his exchange with Nathan? And where Nathan says, his best friend says, hey, you're the man who is doing all of this. It's you. I always thought it was so curious how how David immediately realizes that. And he's like, oh my goodness, I've sinned against God. Even later goes on in Psalm 51, I think it is. That's his repentant uh, chapter as he's talking and he, he says, oh, I have sinned against you. So I, I was so curious and I looked in the Bible to see who actually, who else has said that? And I found a couple of people and this is, I want to know if you can pick them out, if you know who is saying this. So this individual said this, and by the way, this one's from the Old Testament too. And I'm going to give you a clue. And the verse has a little bit of a clue. So I'm not going to say the name, but it's this individual quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, quote, I have sinned against the Lord, your God, and against you. I have sinned against the Lord, your God, and against you. So do you know who said that? That was Pharaoh, the Pharaoh of Egypt. Okay. Oh, Rico's listening to a horn outside anytime. Hey, Ricky, anytime a horn goes off or something like that, my little watchdog Rico, the Marky five pound blog mascot. By the way, have you been over to the blog lately? It's at choose to think.co. That's with the number two and the dot co go over there and you can see all kinds of blogs. The blogs tie into every single podcast episode. So I put out a weekly blog. I would love you to subscribe over there. You can get, uh, get uh, to be a part of my newsletter on my email list. And I just reach out to folks every two, like twice a, a month. Month. So every month, but just a couple of times, I don't overwhelm your email box or anything like that. So here's one more from the New Testament. This individual, it says this, said to him, quote, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Do you know who said that? That's from the book of Luke. And that would be the prodigal son. Yes, I think you've got those. So the bottom line on today's lessons from Psalm 41 is number one, you got to take your position and behave accordingly toward others. Have regard for the weak. Why? Because our God is a God with the heart for the poor and the needy and the weak. The Lord calls you blessed when you take care of them and when you respond accordingly, because one day you're going to be old too. I'm going to be old too. And we're going to have to depend on other people to help us. So it's good that we are taking care, having that attitude, that mindset now that 
God will bless us as we do that. It's a good thing to do. Number two, gossip to God about all the injustices you're experiencing. You can even ask yourself, who is God to me right now? The Psalm tells you that he delivers you in times of trouble. He protects and preserves you. He doesn't give you over to your enemies. God will sustain you even on your sickbed, bringing you to full restoration. And it may not be your physical health, but it might be your soul's health. Ever think about that? And number three, admit your faults, your own faults. This brings you full circle to God's grace and mercy upon you as evidence through the astounding work of Jesus on the cross. So brain changer, you want mercy? Give it. You want justice? Forgive others and trust God. You want grace? Remember the grace you've been given. When you make a sinful choice, it's primarily against God. Get right with him. And remember that any lack of mercy, any gossip, any lack of grace, all starts in the heart with your thoughts. And by the way, that would be gossip to other people. You know what I'm saying? But it all starts in your heart with your thoughts. So if you haven't gotten my devotional, the Choose to Think devotional, it's a 365 devotional you're going to need to get that right now because let me tell you, it will bless your heart. You will start your day or end your day with a shot in the arm of inspiration and hope. And it's going to be a daily reminder for you to watch what you're thinking because you want lasting change in any area of your life. Do you desire transformation in your life? In any way, maybe you want to lose a few pounds. Maybe you want to increase your patience level. Maybe you want to get a promotion at work and solve this big puzzle that you're going through there, this, this big project that you're, you know, approaching there. Perhaps you want to save money and maybe have a new relationship. Believe me, you know, I'm about to get married. I've been almost gosh, what about 20 years single? So that's a huge deal. And I got to be careful with my thoughts in all these areas of my life. And you do too. So if you want that peace, if you want that daily dose of encouragement, I'm telling you, get a copy of the book. The link will be in the show notes and you can even you can order it on Amazon and start tomorrow. It's never too late to start doing what's right. And that's the great thing about devotionals. They're not timely. They, they last anytime you want to start and pick it up, you're ready to go. I would encourage you to start a a group, like a devotional group. Get your get your friend to do it. I'm, I'm going through the devotional with one of my daughters-in-law right now. And and so we just check in weekly. We try to and and chat about the devotional and what we're learning. There are reflection questions there for you. So don't miss that. And also, if you want private coaching or you want to do a thought strategy session, just go on over to choose to think.co and you're going to find out lots of information about my coaching practice. I'm a certified Christian life coach. I have continuing education that I do in this area. I love it. I love working with clients one-on-one. And if you have any questions at all, just reach out through email. It's choose to think at gmail.com. And again, that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate that you're here. I know you could be doing a thousand things in your day, but you press play on this episode. I appreciate you. I love you so much and God bless you. It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.